When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Apsack, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. Is Bran the Night King? Is the Night King Bran? We have talked about that. You guys have called in to talk about that theory. Some people believe it, but we haven't really, I don't feel, given it its pure, direct attention here on Daily Thrones. And that's something I think over the next couple days, I think that we should do. I don't think Bran is the Night King. And I was just having a conversation with a friend offline tonight about this, and he was absolutely convinced. In fact, he's going to come on here in Daily Thrones at some point to talk about it. Absolutely convinced that Bran is the Night King. And I'm not. But I had to stop for a second and realize that I don't think Bran is the Night King because I don't want Bran to be the Night King. And maybe that's it. Maybe I'm not facing the facts there that Bran is. Now, to be honest, I haven't even checked out all the theories because I think that's how much I don't want Bran to be the Night King. And sometimes our personal desires in Game of Thrones fuel what we, quote, believe. For instance, uh, Tyrion is a Targaryen. That's not something I necessarily believe, but it's something that I would be okay with, so I'm open to the theory and I'll read about it. I have shut myself out from Bran as the Night King. I saw that photoshopped image going around. Uh, Bran has the same kind of emblem, kind of jewelry piece, so to to speak, uh, that the Night King's wearing. Turns out, hey, that's photoshopped. Hey, don't trust anything on the internet, right? Not even this. Um, I've seen some of the uh, Bran's face, and and the actor who plays the Night King, they they recast him to to have a a nose that fits in more with uh, Isaac Hempstead uh, White's nose. I don't believe that either. So, again, it might just be what I feel, maybe... I'm clouding my own mind. I think the idea of the brand being the Night King, why I'm so against it, is it really, really takes Game of Thrones into, now, this is odd to say, an uber-fantasy realm, right? Dragons, White Walkers, magic, and I'm worried about it being too fantasy. It is silly, I admit that. But time travel is that one thing. As a Star Wars fan, I never want to see time travel in Star Wars. Star Trek makes a little sense, but even then, it's not my favorite storylines. Time travel, unless it's Back to the Future or Looper, just something I'm not fully on board for. That's personal taste. You might feel differently, and that's totally okay. The idea of Bran warging back to affect Hodor, not not necessarily time travel, but it's kind of a form of it. But I can take it in those kind of doses. I can get behind it. I can get behind him being able to speak to... Ned through these visions uh, in the book. He, he sees and speaks a little more directly with others as well. And I'm sure more of that will happen. I can get behind even the idea. Maybe. It's not my favorite idea. But if, if Bran was the one speaking to the Mad King, telling him to burn them all and has something to do with the White Walkers, 
Okay, I'll follow you for a little bit down that path. But Bran going all the way back in time and building the wall and being the Night King or being even the Night's King back in the day, I don't know. It's almost too much for me to handle, which is why I mentally seem to shut down when I hear Bran is the Night King theories. Let's talk about it here on Daily Thrones. You guys know what to do. Call on in. Let me know if you like the idea, you want the idea, and what is your theories. I'm sure a lot of them will come down. Teach me. Correct my ways. Is Bran the Night King? Something we're going to talk about here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken, so I want to talk about loose ends going into Season 8. Now, going into Season uh, 7, you know, there were some loose ends, like Gendry. That was certainly a loose end, and Gendry appeared in Season 7. Now, um, just an example of a loose end. There's many, many more. I'll just use Edmure as one. Um, he's definitely, in my opinion, a loose end. We talked about Edmure um, after the Season 7 premiere, if we think Arya freed him or what happened to him. And my question is, going into Season 8, do you feel we need to see him again? Do you feel if we don't see him again, you'll be okay with that if the last time we saw him was, in fact, Season 6 at River Run? Um, there's other loose ends, of course. Um, but that's one I, I have to... I'm kind of on the side. I kind of do want to see him again. But would I be okay if we don't? Probably. Eric Monroe with a great call about loose ends going into season eight, specifically about Edmure Tully. Do we need Edmure Tully back? I don't. But I like that he returned. I think if you're a Game of Thrones fan to a certain degree, meaning if you've studied a map or two, read some of the books, all the books, but you know, I'm not, I'm not saying the upper echelon of obsessed fans like I, I am or I know Eric is. I think if you're at a certain level, you love the idea of all these characters, whether it's a book or show, and wanting to know what happened to them. And we feel a little cheated. I think I'm even a little cheated when some of the characters, when you find out they died. Uh, sample, Ilaria uh, Sand. Uh, I get her storyline. I get it being wrapped up. I've, I have to come to terms with Dorne being less on the show than it is the books. But she... When she was uh, uh, captured or ca taken by Euron to Cersei, Cersei takes her and Tyene down to the dungeons. Get that really good scene, one of the more dramatic, uh, intense scenes of the season, knowing that that's the last time we're going to see her. I get it. I get it story-wise. It's definitely not a loose end. You, Cersei describes what essentially what's going to happen. Tyene's going to die, and they're going to make sure Elaria Sand stays alive to watch her de decompose. Gruesome. But that's the end. But... I felt like, a, not cheated, but like, oh, that's that's a lot. That's it, huh? We're not going to see that character anymore. We become such, you know, fans of all these side characters, all these things. That's why I think it was nice to have some of these, quote, loose ends tied up. I just still feel like, if, is that the last time we're going to see Hot Pie? Hot Pie doesn't really need to be in the story unless the Night King comes down and needs some bread. But if that was Hot Pie's send-off, it's a good scene with Arya, but I'll miss Hot Pie. So, Edmure Tully, I don't need him in the story. I don't need to see what happens at River Run unless it factors into the Night King. But I wouldn't mind seeing him. I liked Edmure. I felt sorry for him at times. He was kind of a bumbling fool, but I feel sorry what happened. So maybe, hey, maybe somehow he picks up a sword and joins up in the fight against the Night King. If he shows up in that way, and it's not sh if I don't feel it's not shoehorned in... I'd be totally okay with it. 
What other loose ends do you guys feel need to be tied up in Season 8? And are you okay with it? With the story moving so much towards the end and the big fights and the big things, are we okay with some of these little characters? I'm not talking storylines, but some of these characters who are still alive, never showing up again. What do you guys feel? Let me ho- let me know here on Daily Throne. Hey, Ken. I have a Night King theory for you. It's not about his motivation or how the battles are going to play out, but it's more about his death. I think he and John will have a fight one-on-one at some point in Season 8, but I don't think it's going to end with John defeating the Night King. I actually think that one Jamie Lannister is going to be the one to kill the Night King. Throughout the all of seven seasons of Game of Thrones, we have keep hearing Jamie referred to as the Kingslayer, as a slight to him. The Kingslayer, it's something that bothers him because he was defending the people when he killed Aerys Targaryen, but people mock him for being the Kingslayer. Well, it turns out he's going to be a Kingslayer again, but he's going to kill the ultimate evil king, the Night's King. All right, more talk about the Night King here and his potential and a couple calls coming in. First, we have Billy talking about something. You know what? I got to say, Billy, I haven't heard a lot of people predict, a lot of people say, and that is maybe it's Jamie Lannister. Maybe that name, the Kingslayer, is going to have far deeper meaning and ramifications before this all ends. I can get behind that. I like the idea that Jamie has more to do in the story than just potentially kill Cersei. Now, that's a big task. And I'm not just even talking about fulfilling prophecy. Killing Cersei, whoever does it, that'll be something big in the show. will have a lot of weight to it, a lot of importance to it. So if it's Jamie, and I think it is, I'm still saying Jamie kills Cersei, uh, then that's a, that's a, that's a top tier spot. That's a top tier plot affecting spot in Game of Thrones. But if Jamie goes on to kill the Night King, the reason I'd like it, the reason I'd like it is because then this really completes this arc of Jamie from episode one, season one, being the floppy-haired fop dandy with the sword that you hated that pushes a little kid out the window to being one of the ones that fights for humanity and goes all out and scores a big victory for other people, not just himself. It'd be a good transition. You could argue that just do- killing Cersei might fulfill that as well, but... I like what's going on, what's Billy's thinking here about Jamie maybe being the Night King's end. Now we have some more talk about how the Night King will fall with a great call here from Dwayne. Hi, Ken. I wanted to pose a theory about how the Night King will meet his end. I actually think that it's going to happen with a combination of work between Arya Stark and Bran. And the reason why I think that is because out of all of the true killers that are left in Westeros, Arya is the most creative. She's the most uh, able, really, killer of them all based on the work that she did with the House of Black and White and learning and being trained by the faceless men. She, I think, is going to be the answer to how the Night King will meet his end. Might sound a little bit wild, but just something I was thinking about a couple of days ago and thought I'd call it in and see what everybody thinks. All right, so Dwayne's got this great theory that he calls wild, but I'll tell you what, Dwayne, I actually think it's pretty realistic of this idea of Arya Stark, and along with Bran, factoring into the Night King's death, and that maybe it's Arya that kills the Night King. We've got Jaime earlier, now we got Arya Stark, and it's the same type of thing. I love the idea because we're always wondering, how does Arya fit into the final story? What's Arya's place here in Game of Thrones? We saw this season. It's whether you liked it or not. It was back home at Winterfell. 
helping Sansa take back Winterfell essentially from Baelish, reuniting the Stark sisters, getting the Starks, including Bran, on the same page, and that's a big purpose too. But I've always wondered, what does Arya really have to do with the big picture? She's wandering the north as the Batman of Westeros. Again, she settles in Winterfell, but Melisandre has said, we will meet again. And there are many eyes that you're going to put out. Many eyes that you will end the life of. And I could see, with Melisandre coming back, I think that factors into the end. It makes sense that a Red Priestess would return. Some people are saying, hey, uh, here in Daily Thrones, we got the theories that Melisandre returns to an ar- with an army of Red Priestess and priest, uh, Priests coming back. Um, what about uh, that? That makes sense, right? So if Melisandre comes back... And she's going to meet up with Arya again? And they're just going to hang out at Winterfell? Nah, there's a war coming. There's an army coming down. An army of the dead. And maybe somehow. With Bran, he's got his warging ability. But maybe Arya. Maybe all that training of the Faceless Men wasn't just to take out Marin Trant and Walder Frey and Peter Baelish. Maybe it's to get a final deciding blow in the war for the dawn. What do you guys think? Is it a wild theory? Or is it plausible? All theories in Game of Thrones are plausible, right? Let me know what you think about it here on Daily Thrones.